What are you smiling at? What? You've got this dumb grin on your face. Fuck off. Who are you texting? No one. Do you have a boy? <laughs> oh my god. Look at you. Stop. You've got the fever. I've got the fever. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of sex, <laughs> hard hook turn there. Mm. Um, Revzy, mm. we've made three babies. I know. Yeah. DLs. Not personally. No. <laughs> Our sex candle mm-hmm. has officially made three babies. Mm-hmm. We have one pregnant DL with one child and we have one pregnant DL with, with twins. Twins. And the DL with twins had been struggling to conceive for a while Lit up that sex candle and boom! I don't want to say we're God, (laughs) but But we are. We're creating life. (laughs) Don't say we don't do anything for you guys. Speaking of doing anything for you guys, (laughs) how's my links today? Wow, you're really doing those segues. (sighs) Can we talk about the bottomless bestie brunch? Well, I don't even know. Did the DLs even know it's bottomless yet? Oh, Let's announce it now. It's now bottomless. Yep. <laughs> DLs who have bought ticks. We are very excited to share that our mates at Peter Lehman have upgraded our bestie brunch to being bottomless. The bottomless bestie brunch just has a great ring to it. It really does. That alliteration just gets me. We are so excited. I'm a little too excited for mm. someone who doesn't drink. Well, it's not just about the drinks. The it's drinks the are vibe. fun, but it's the vibes. Yeah. It's all being together in one room. Mm. It's not parenting for a couple of hours. It's eating yummy food. Yes. There's a new head <gasps> chef at the venue. The menu at Harbord Hotel, at Ooh. Balsa, I should say. Yeah. Oh, we've made this nice for you guys. Yeah, we really have. You know, like everything we do, you know, we don't just want it to just roll it out. We want it to be a good time. I'm so excited. Now, if you are coming, and look, if you're not coming, I'm sorry for the FOMO, but like, be quicker next time. <laughs> if you are coming, check your inbox because we have emailed you. We want to get a live bestie hotline. So we need yep. some dilemmas. Yeah. And we're going to live unpick them, mm-hmm. squeeze them into delicious delemonade. Also, we're serving delemonade. I know we're serving delemonade, guys. I'm so excited, DLs. It's going to be a fantastic event. And if you can't come, you'll see it aggressively across all our socials. I do want to say, DLs, if you aren't in the Facebook group, we did an early drop mm. of ticket sales in the Facebook group because, you know, that's where our besties are really hanging and contributing and supporting each other. So, Come sit with us. Come hang in yeah. the Facebook group because that's how you're going to get tickets to things. If it's that's- really good in there too. Like everyone's really got each other's backs. There's lots of recos going on, lots of not spawnies, a lot of, you know what I don't have time for, chat in there. And it's great. It's really great. This is the thing about the podcast. It's very one-sided. Like mm. reps, how many of our school friends have said, love listening to the potty, but I can't tell you how many times I want to rebut yes. or interject yes. with my opinion. Mm-hmm. Well, the place to do it is the Facebook group, yeah. y'all. Get in there and disagree with us. We love that. We love being wrong. Genuinely. I genuinely <laughs> love it. You love it so much. Lol. Hmm. Should we get into the episode? Are you... You just sighed <laughs> like a Disney character. <laughs> I just saw bluebirds land on your shoulder. That's How did me. you do that? I'm just in a good mood. You're the heart eye emoji right now. <laughs> You're going to have to spill more with me later. Off the record. Okay. DLs, I'll get the juice. Don't you worry. <laughs> on to the episode. We have a thousand things to do, but we'd rather chat to you. With emails and meetings and husbands and kids, we don't have time for this. Just what you need to basic bitches with a podcast. Hello and welcome to We Don't Have Time For This. I'm your host, Gemma Pranita, a.k.a. Gemma Peanut on the gram, along with my co-host... Kate. Oh. Kate Reeves. Yeah, snap out of it. That's me. I'm here. I'm here. (laughs) Don't worry. You're so not here. I'm here. I'm here with you. All right. I'm going to lead this episode with something. Yep. Beyonce's album. I don't like it. Thank you. Oh, good. Okay. I was worried. Thank God. I was really nervous that you were going to go, how fucking good is it? And I was going to have to burst your bubble and be that Debbie Downer. It sucks. Sorry. Love Beyonce as an icon. Yeah. Queen B, obsessed with her. Am I supposed to like this album? Because to me, it just sounds like the gym in the 90s. Couldn't agree more. And I love the 90s. But do you know how many people have said to me, no, you need to keep listening. I have worked really hard 
And I just have reached the point where I'm like, I shouldn't have to be working this hard to make a song stick to my brain. Yeah. It should just happen. Yeah. And it's not happening, Revs. When they dropped the single. Yep. Oh, have I got a video for you on that? Right. So when they dropped that, everyone was like, oh, my God, Beyonce did us all a favor and dropped this banger just in time for the weekend. And I was like, I want to be into this. I want to. I want to be on this vibe train. Nothing about it felt innovative to me. I was like. Or nostalgic. I have 100% heard this before and then I chanced upon a TikTok shared by my (laughs) she chanced upon a TikTok (laughs) shared by my cousin Mm -hmm. and listen to this so for context because this is an audio platform as we know it's a video of a woman dancing to the song Mm -hmm. but the caption reads when you're listening to Beyonce's new song and feel like you've heard that beat before Uh get ready Right? Yeah. Right? Which... Yeah. Totally. I mean, but that's music. It happens. Like... I have nothing against sampling. I'm all for it. Yeah. But it's not even a version of that song done well. Yeah. It's not even sampled well. It's not a value add. No, it's not a value add. And the thing about Queen B is she's always been an envelope pusher with music. Like, she's a trend maker. She's a trailblazer. And I was like, I just feel really lukewarm about it same i wonder if we're missing something and this is how cool she is that you're like i must be not in on the joke because i'm missing it oh my god imagine being that iconic oh. that we are questioning <laughs> our taste yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but remember when she did love on top and that was nostalgic and had like a 90s vibe it was but like it was fresh my love on top. and the key da, changes da, da. it was like we were all craving Baby multiple key you. changes you're, you're the one i love you're the one i need yeah, it was so the good. Only one out. Okay, stop, Jim. Baby, baby, it's you. Oh, girl. <laughs> so good. And then the key change. killing ourselves sick. Finally, you put my love on top, baby, because you're the one that I love. Oh, it was so good. And it DLs was like, gonna yes. are going to riot. You know that, right? Some, some DLs will riot and some DLs will turn it up. Yes. That was a moment. This yeah. whole album, I'm just like, I just feel like I'm in the gym waiting for my parents to finish at the gym. Yes. And I'm sitting in the corner watching Jazzercise yes. in the next room. Like, it's just not a vibe. It's not. Not into it. I can't get Sorry, behind B. it at all. And the music video, unmemorable. And Queen B is known for memorable music videos. Like that song, Love on Top. I can picture the suits in the mm. apartment with the windows. Yes. And- when she released Black is King mm. around Lion King. Yep. That was iconic Mm. like that was art and everything about it was so intentional and considered and cool and yeah she's a tastemaker right absolutely and like if this feels like this is years later so this is obviously the project since then and it just feels like eh eh is eh. right (laughs) i can liken it to taylor swift's reputation album slay yeah it was eh and you know what? And you know what? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what? what? What do I know? <laughs> I guess all the queens even have their mediocre projects. And isn't that just a relief? Well, as Ricky Gervais always says, there's that <laughs> tricky second act. Yeah. Where you have to constantly back yourself as an artist. Can you imagine the yeah. pressure she must feel to deliver every time? Yeah. I mean, after Lemonade, yeah. where do you go from there? You go to Black is King. Okay, you go to there. And, and then... then, and then yeah. <laughs> your mate, your boyfriend, Lin-Manuel Miranda, mm-hmm. he's done a great interview. I think it was on like an NPR thing in the States about people saying, what are you going to possibly do after Hamilton? Like, how can you back up yeah. and do the next project? And advice he was giving was you need to do so much that there isn't the thing after Hamilton. Totally. Like, and you can see he's doing it. He's like, I'll do a Disney movie here and a Disney movie there and I'll go, I'll guest star on this and I'll guest write for that and I'll EP on that. And, you know, he's done so much so that there isn't a follow-up to Hamilton. Yeah. And they're like, oh, have you seen the new Lin-Manuel Miranda that took eight years to mount an off-Broadway? And it's like, eh. <laughs> Yeah, we're not sitting here talking about how average Mary Poppins was because he, we're like, oh, but Encanto. Yeah, but when I did my 12th album, you know, like, <laughs> it was so amazing i just got better every time like it's so funny we have so- <laughs> we're full of opinions <laughs> full of opinions of what are we putting out into the world a chat podcast a <laughs> Winge FM. anyway beyonce step it up come on 
She really must. On to another trend slash not trend. Okay. Look, I know we talked about balayage, blah, blah, blah. And then we moved on to nail, tip mm-hmm. and base. Okay. We're not going to go back into that. DLs, you <laughs> loved the start of last week's episode. We appreciate your feedback. Do you know what else is on trend? What? That I'm here for? What? Ombre lips. Okay. Same. Hang on. No, no, don't do this. Ombre- don't do this. <laughs> I'm a working mum who loves a low maintenance anything. Yeah. Ombre nail, same principle applies, Mm -hmm. where you have a lip liner Mm -hmm. and it's darkest where the lip liner is and then the colour fades in towards the middle of the lip. So you know what that means, Revs? What does it mean, When you're sipping on your coffee, coffee, coffee. Mm, Wine, wine, wine. When the lipstick goes in the centre part of your mouth, Mm -hmm. it's part of the look. Now... Look at your <laughs> skeppy face. I have many follow-up look at, questions. You look like a cat's bum. Well, that's what you're going to look like if you do ombre lips. Like a cat's <laughs> bum. Because is that like an 80s vibe? No. Late 80s, early 90s? No. Oh, I'd say more 90s. Early 90s. Like Winona I can Ryder. imagine like All Saints. Yeah. Rocking that vibe. If, if it's in like a almost grey brown. Yes. Mm. You don't put anything on your lips as is. You don't do a lippy... You don't do a lip gloss. I've barely seen you hydrate those motherfuckers. Why would you suddenly get a lip liner and start to do ombre? Let me share with you why. (laughs) Now, Revs and I, in the lead up to the event, the Bestie Bottomless Brunch, we got the opportunity to do a photo shoot for Apple. Thank you, Apple. My makeup artist. Yeah. She did an ombre lip. And not only did she do an ombre lip, a subtle one. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like a dark 90s brown vibes. But she drew outside of my lip line. She overlined your lips. Yes. You can't do it in real life though, babe. It looks amazing in a photo. But if you were to like walk into a restaurant, people like, oh, Jimmy, you got some um, something. Oh, no, that's the choice. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) You've overlined your lips. The the Kardashians do it. Sure. Look, okay. I just had a moment (laughs) where I got to be really glam and wear some really cool shit in a photo shoot. And I was like, I want to be cool. I'm going to share this with the DLs so they think it's cool. And yeah, I realize it's not practical for motherhood and it's not a vibe or a thing. And shut up. That was a quick spiral. I'm upset. Quick spiral. I'm not cool. You're the cool one in the podcast and I can't accept Stop it. Stop it. I'm not cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, ne- yeah, yeah. Babe, neither of us are cool. Lady doth protest too much. I'm, I'm not even protesting. You're protesting. Okay. You're saying, I'm not cool. You're cool. What? I'm not fishing. What, <laughs> in what way am I cool? Let me reel you in. Yeah, reel me in. How reel. am I cool? How am I cool? Okay, you're not actually I'm just cool. not married, babe. That's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's just you're married. You don't have to try. That's what it is. That's what it is. I'm not married anymore. Now I have to try again. Yes, you've got divorce bod, divorce yep. lasered skin, <laughs> divorce teeth whitening. No, I haven't done that yet. Divorce Botox, divorce roots okay, retouch. Can we not call it divorce Botox? I do it for me. Yeah. But yes, I'm not married and like comfy. Do you do it for you? Oh um, my God. I feel like there's someone you're doing it for. I've met someone. Besties, I've met you someone. You are flushed beetroot right now. Yeah, it's, yep. Yeah. Look at your chin. Even your forehead is blushing. What? I've had that Botox. What does it think it's doing? Your forehead's pink. <laughs> I'm not kidding. She flushed. Yeah. Well, crimson. There we go. I'm flushed. I'm all <laughs> a flutter. Do you know what I don't have time for? What don't you have time for? Fucking kids, allergies and ailments. Oh, fuck. I'm deep in it, Rebs. Yeah, you are. I don't want to change the vibe, but I'm going to change the yeah, vibe. Yeah, no, we got to get into this because it's fucked. Oh, it's been a week. So, DLs, I've actually had to stay off social media because this is all-consuming yeah. at the moment. Oh, see, I feel like I'm changing the vibe of Babe, the potty. It's okay. It's we'll like... keep it up. We'll keep it up. But just be real. We're here to be real. Okay. So, Rafa, she's got this gnarly, and I mean gnarly, high V rash. It's really full on. And when it first broke out, I did what every parent did, went to Dr. Google, mm-hmm. led to may cause death, yep. got off Dr. Google, <laughs> reminded myself that doctors train for many, many years, yep. get off Dr. Google, took it to the emergency. They said, oh, it's an allergy. Mm-hmm. I was like, cool. Yep. To what? To what? <laughs> They're like, well, I don't know. Mm. Like literally got the, mm-hmm. just try eliminating stuff. Did like- they jump on Google in the office? Because that's always fun when you see a real doctor become Dr. Google and you're like, oh. Shut <laughs> up. Yeah. Is that a thing? I've been in a doctor's office and she started Googling and I was like, well, I could have done this. You're fucking kidding me. Yeah. 
Nah, nah, I'm not okay. I with guess that. though they're googling with a uh, baseline knowledge. Nah, I expect them to be an encyclopedia. They should commit everything to memory and know all the terminology. Okay. Well, every- I would rather they genuinely were trying to figure it out <laughs> rather than just flexing on their encyclopedic <laughs> knowledge of whatever. But yes, okay. So they look at it, take one look at it, and say this is an allergic reaction. They have an expert eye. Okay, yeah. I get it. Yeah, but it wasn't helpful. No, and I left being like, okay. Well, no, it is helpful because then it's like, okay, it's not viral. Okay, Mrs. Wright. It's not. Right. It's- <laughs> <laughs> we ruled out a few things. We ruled out hand, foot, and mouth. Yeah. We ruled out scarlet fever because there's an outbreak in my kids' daycare. Yeah, Isla had it. Dude, yeah. I was years like, ago, years that's ago. some medieval shit. I know. That's some 1800s shit. I know. Your it's kid sh- has scarlet fever? Utterly Shakespearean. Next, yes. they'll have dropsy. Oh, God, <laughs> don't even go there. Ruled out chicken pox. Ruled out meningococcal, which was a big relief. That was the big one. That's the one you really want to get rid of is meningococcal. And frustratingly, her hives died down right at the moment. Mm. Took her to see the doctor. Of course. Okay. So fast forward. But do they blanch? Yes. Yeah. They blanch. Great. That's good. For DLs who don't know what blanching is, it's where you put thumb pressure on the hive or the rash. And if it goes a bit white, that's That's called blanching. blanching. And that's actually what you want. That's what you want. That's a good sign. Exactly. What you don't want is a rash that does not blanch, Mm. where if it's purpling. It's like blood under the skin. Exactly. So fast forward to the next day. It's back, but it's progressed. Mm. Now the rash hives are connecting and making big patches it's very blotchy yes and it's itchy right yeah and yeah. it's on her trunk oh, on her face on her, you know hands and wrists are the worst mm. so now i'm like okay i need to go see a gp go to a gp says exactly the same thing oh this is definitely an allergy and i'm like so what do i do yeah give us some antihistamine yeah i'm like okay and then but what? like is this her life because at this point it had been going on now for five days mm. so currently as i'm recording the potty it's day eight and it's still so bad does the antihistamine help it does but only momentarily so it doesn't help through the night or not she can't get through a whole night on one dose of antihistamine but they're only allowed one dose of antihistamine within a 12-hour window okay so you can imagine the sleep we're all getting in this house for me it's not the issue of how it looks no look i think i'm especially triggered by this because i have a bit of ptsd over pups rash which i've shared before on the potty and i think i'm i'm taking it on bit of context here gem not only pups you are rashy yes it's your thing Mm. you've got allergies you get hay fever you get like allergic sneezes and sniffly noses and coughs all the time and you're very rashy so and you had pups when you were pregnant with Iggy that was the worst yeah and the second worst experience of a rash was I was allergic to a region in Argentina yeah and I remember you were in a bad way with that look I was dark yeah and when I say dark I mean dark yeah el depresso yes and it took leaving that part of Argentina to cure it. Yeah. So I knew it was some tree, pollen, something. Something in I the mean, air. It's so fucked. Yeah. You feel allergic to the world, so it's awful. So I'm quite concerned that Raf's got a similar thing. However, there's a comfort in that because you live a normal life and deal with your allergies. Yes. And she will be able to too. You just have to sort of get a bit of visibility around what's going on. Absolutely. Yep. But I feel her discomfort. Yeah. Because... Nothing sends you to the brink of insanity faster than relentless itching. Or burning. You can't think of anything else other than the itch. It's like screaming on all your nervous system. It's like, I got to scratch, I got to scratch. And trying to tell a four-year-old, don't scratch, don't scratch, don't scratch your eyelid, don't scratch your chin, just don't scratch your wrists. It's, I'm exhausted by it. Yeah. And because I don't know what this allergy is, Mm. I'm on edge. Yeah. So you're doing elimination of things. Yes. And it flares up, flares down, flares up. You know, it's just exhausting and I don't know when it's going to come and how I can soothe it. Anyway. Just so no one slides in, Gemma's ticked everything off. She's done diet. She's done laundry powder, changed sheets, dusting. Yes. You know, she's she's done it. <laughs> Thank you, Revs. I've done every single thought experiment and followed through with it. Yeah. Now, the other night she woke up in a panicked, gaspy scream. Oh. And my first thought was she's having an anaphylactic reaction sure. because it was this weird cry and I was like, she can't fucking breathe. And I ran into her room. This is at half midnight. And she kept saying, the air's spicy. Oh, and I've never heard baby. her say that. I was like, the, what, honey, what, the air's spicy? She's like, Stinging. the air's spicy. And I was like, is it because you can't breathe? Is that, what, is that what you're trying to tell me? That you can't breathe because the air feels spicy? 
Anyway, we got to the bottom of it. She has an ulcer in her mouth. So oh. I don't know if it's the rash making its way into I don't fucking know. So, but oh, maybe it's a bit viral then. Maybe I I want it to be yeah. that and that it'll work its way. But we're yeah. day eight, Rex. Yeah, yeah, Did yeah. they last a lot? Look, mm. maybe they do. I don't know. And normally a rash would be post-viral, not yes. before or during. Really, Dr. Revs? Dr. Revs um, <laughs> diagnoses this as you a said that. post-viral rash. You said that with such casual conviction. <laughs> Rashes come on post-viral. <laughs> Lol. Anyway, so I identified that it was an ulcer mm-hmm. on the inner left side of her cheek. And she was like, Mommy, I want to sleep with you. So yeah. I was like, okay. So she jumped into like, bed mm, with me. This is where I draw the line. <laughs> Look, I was tempted. I'm not going to lie. But she's my baby girl. Yeah, yeah, and I'm really yeah. worried yeah. about her. Like, yeah. I'm, it's actually I'm, better for everyone that she's right there next to you. I'm obsessed yeah. with trying to cure this for her. Yeah. I've never felt so desperate to fix something for her. And I, as she was lying in bed next to me, I said, Rafa, the sooner you go to bed, because she kept going, owie, owie, the air's spicy. I said, the sooner you go to bed, the faster it will heal. Mm-hmm. And I said, when you wake up in the morning, the ulcer will be gone. And she's like, okay. She rolled over and went to sleep. Cut to 6 a.m. She leaps out of bed and she goes, mommy, Elsa's gone. Elsa. And I was like, oh, where did she go? And Rafa's like, no, Elsa in my mouth. Elsa. And now this is me going on eight days of shit sleep. So I was like, fucking Elsa, Elsa, whatever. At this point, I decide to call an immunologist, yep. which I've learned is an allergist specialist. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong. I have no idea. But Don't correct her if you're wrong. Just come to me. Yeah. I'll, I'll field all, oh, I'll field all calls. <laughs> oh, I called a highly recommended immunologist. Yep. And look, I got sent a lot of numbers. But why I liked this particular one is that the person who recommended it said, this doctor has amazing bedside manner. And okay. that counts for so much yeah. to me. I can't handle the straight talking lacking eq okay doctors so called up she has an amazing reputation check the reviews on google obviously and the receptionist goes yep no worries we can book Raffaella in our next available appointment is february 2023 what yes dls in case you're a back catalog listener it's mid-august <laughs> 2022 <laughs> Oh, God. I erupted oh. into de- – because uh, the desperation. Yeah. I emailed the lady photos. I was like, please, I am a desperate mother. Yeah. And she's My- like, get in line. <laughs> oh, you're not wrong. Yeah. But I was like, I cannot wait that many months. No. She cannot live like this. I think you need Look to the drop photos. the need of bedside manner and just see whoever will see you. My endocrinologist has zero bedside manner. Mm. He's really, really focused on the job at hand. He's the best in his field. He's amazing. Every appointment is awkward and I overdo it. I'm like, am I your favorite patient, Rory? Am I your favorite patient? He's, he's like, like, no, I, I like all my patients equally. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but he's the best, you know? Well, he's you're like- trying so hard to vibe with him. I love it. <laughs> I try and like counter his energy of just like so focused on the anyway my point is sometimes the best doctors are not you know the I know warmest. okay I am that scared of hospitals yeah you know me yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to literally be on death's door to take a fucking panel I know it adds to your anxiety it to does not have and a good experience after having an obstetrician who was like a mum to mm-hmm, me mm-hmm. held my hand yep. made me feel seen and heard yeah I was like, but I can't do an interaction any other way other than to feel really supported. I know, but I don't know how to help you here. You just got to get in somewhere. Well, I didn't finish my story. Sorry. So I cried and pleaded. Mm -hmm. And miraculously, there was a cancellation. (laughs) So I've got her in for an appointment in September. Okay. Hopefully it's gone by then. I mean, we're not far from September. Look, it might be gone. I have been documenting mm, her good. hives within an inch of its life. I'm like, I've even started a journal. Yep, Like great. it peaks at this time great. of day and then it calms down. I'm, I'm obsessed. Yeah, but that's it's- great because that's going to get you in that appointment. It yes. means you're going to get further in. That, yeah. yeah. It's because you know what it's like to I have do. the – you've got deep empathy because you've suffered skin mm-hmm. things like this and allergies and rashes and so you can feel her pain. Yeah. I can only relate because when Ted had eczema. Yes. And you I, want to cure it I for I just them. wanted to cure it for him and luckily he grew out of his eczema. Did he? Yeah. You haven't given us this update. Well, I found a cure for it. I've already told everyone. Face Hero. Go to Face Hero oil like – 
absolutely chilled it out to the point of almost gone. Amazing. So I used to joke, it's cured it. But he did just grow out of it. Like, and that happens. Like asthma. Isla had asthma that she grew out of it for. Teddy had eczema that he grew out of it for. And the GP did say, oh, he might grow out of it around four. And on on the dot he did. Wow. But it was awful. And and I totally get that obsession Mm. with like, when it flares up, you feel like a failure. Yes. When it dies down, you feel like a fucking goddess. You're like, I've healed my baby. But then it always comes back and it's, you're not really in control of it and you spend so much time and money and energy trying to sort of, yeah, oh. sort this thing out. It's just the mental space that yeah. it takes up in my head. I'm yeah. actually struggling to be really present yeah. in all other areas of my life at the moment because, yeah. like, I'll be sitting there pouring a glass of milk. That's really random. But, you know, sometimes I do that and I'll go, oh, maybe. <laughs> I'll be sitting there doing a bit of needlework and uh, – <laughs> The thought of <laughs> so whimsical. Shut up. I'll just be sitting there milking Betsy, our cow. and <laughs> But truly, okay, I'll be sitting there doing some fucking work and then all of a sudden I go, oh, maybe it's X, yes. Y, Z and then research yeah, and then yeah, I go, yeah. oh, hubs, we need to get rid of this or eliminate that. Or I go, what day did we install this? What's different in our house? I booked the cleaners to do a deeper clean. You know, mm. is it dust mites? I'm so tired, yeah, Revs. Yeah, yeah. I'm tired of myself. I just oh, want it sorted. Yeah, and it will. It will. It will get sorted. TLs, this is a mega Winge FM episode. Can I move it's on to not. Iggy? <laughs> okay, it's about to be. <laughs> What's wrong with him? Well, in the same week, lo and behold, turns out my son has moderate hearing loss because he has glue ear. Mm-hmm. Now, hearing loss? Yeah. What do they call it? Well, the, it but it'll come back. Like, it's not like gone. There is potential for it to come back, but it's not a guarantee. Aww. I think the reason why I want to share this, I know DLs are groaning and like, yeah, yeah, here's the next story of your ailments. I just want to share, if you have a gut mm. feeling mm-hmm. about your child, lean into that. Just go get it Don't ignore yeah. it because I am that lazy parent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, your kid's spiking a 41 degree temperature. You're like, oh, it's not 42. Hubs <laughs> and I are like, hospital. <laughs> We've done the trip yeah, and often yeah, yeah. it amounts to nothing. Yeah. I hope that never comes back to bite me. I'm not manifesting that. But it's a big deal yeah. for me to make the effort to book an appointment. I've declared many times in the podcast, I'm like, Revs, you're so good at booking appointments. I'm not. Okay. I'm not that appointment Sorry, girl. I need to cheerlead you for a sec. You always take them to emergency. You always do get on these things. I know Begrudgingly. That, I know begrudgingly, but you do it. You're a good mum, babe. Thanks, babe. I wasn't going to let that go and it, to look like you were like, eh, I don't want to look after my kids. No, you I do. do. You do. I do. And now I've like... Got it down pat. I yeah. know to pack the iPad, yep. the headphones, snacks. <laughs> I'm that parent in emergency that other parents are like, oh, damn, she organized. Yeah, they're at their first rodeo and you're like, been here 87 times. I'm a good mom you're a, in you're emergency. A good, you're a good mom in emergency. <laughs> I'm a circumstantial good mom. Absolutely, I'm going to wear this crown with pride. Yeah. Polish that up. Back to Iggy. Glue ear. Yes. So have you thought about doing an ear candle on him? <laughs> Hashtag not a doctor. <laughs> Hashtag Dr. Revs. <sighs> Have not. Will not. Will not. Probably not with a developing eardrum. Now, can I just say, for parents who have any suspicions about their kids' speech development, mm. so for Iggy, it was slow to speech. Now, yeah. he's not my firstborn. He's my secondborn. And I have to say there's an advantage with your secondborn because you have like a litmus test yeah. in your firstborn. Yeah. If I had had Iggy first... I would have just accepted his development as gospel Mm -hmm. and I would have just gone, well, he's a little bit slow to speech, but it'll come. But because I had Rafa, I knew that he was particularly behind Mm -hmm. and I thought, hmm, okay, noted. Yeah. He's also got terrible balance. Oh. Yeah. He's super clumsy on land, but weirdly, (laughs) I have to say on land. What's he like at sea? (laughs) Like he's a fucking fish. No, I'm not kidding. He's a fucking weapon okay. in the ball. And I realise because you don't need your balance in the water. It's okay. all buoyancy based. But on land. And in the air? How is he in the air? I just zoomed out. <laughs> His aerial skills are on point. I can hear now how absurd that His balance is terrible on land. <laughs> in space, however. I'm really tired. I know, sweetie. I'm delirious. I know. 
Anyway, okay, so balance yes. and slow to speak. Slow to speak and... Except for helicopter. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's helicopter. Helicopter. And then there's excessive drooling and dribbling. Oh, still. Yep, okay. still. And snoring. And thanks to the internet, yep. i.e. Instagram, I've learned some things mm-hmm. from other parents who very generously share the journey with their kids with adenoids. And I just thought, I just need to get him checked out. So did a hearing test. By the way, hearing test, really fun. Great. Like I loved observing, oh, this is how you do it with yeah. a two-year-old uh-huh. because you have to make it all game-led. Yeah, anyway, yeah, I found yeah. it really cool and I was like, yeah, you motherfuckers are clever. You're experienced in this. Anyway, turns out he has a hearing threshold. There's a certain volume. It's wild where they would play this sound and he just could not hear it. Wow. And they did it multiple times and revisited that sound level at a different time oh. and he just he couldn't hear it. Wow. And I was like, I can hear that Wow. so clearly. And yeah. then there's a certain decibel, okay. like a pitch. Yep. He cannot hear either. Oh. And I was like, okay. Then they put this machine in his ears and she was like, oh, look at that. He's got lots of fluid behind both eardrums. Oh, He's got glue ear. Okay. Yes. Sounds so gross. Sounds awful. Yeah. Do they have to call it glue ear? I mean, I, I guess we, that says what it is. It's literal. Mm. I kind of like it. Yeah. All right. It's not like, oh, he's got high colony vostanopicopy. Hyperclocosocopus. It means nothing to me, right? But glue ear, I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah it sounds uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I, I know I'm doing a pile on, on myself of all my kids' ailments, but I will say, on a positive note, what I love about Iggy's ailment is we can fix it. So do they drain that? What, what so happens? So he'll probably have to get grommets. Okay. And it's to open up that part of the ear canal uh-huh. that in his head is horizontal. Wow. So babies are born with like with these ear canals that are more horizontal, but then as they grow, it becomes more vertical. So like draining any pipe, yep. gravity, blah, blah, blah. Yep. But Iggy's have remained genetically horizontal, horizontal and so just filled up with glue. It just fills up with water, <laughs> yeah, which then, right. this is the gross part, which then the longer it sits there, Ew. the more it clags Yuck. into glue. And then the less he can hear. Oh. Hear. The less he can hear. The less he can hear. Helicopter. <laughs> but I'm relieved. Yeah, that's great. Because he I'm can like, fix it. I can fix it. You have a like, diagnosis, you know what it is, yes. and you can address it. Yeah. It's liberating Mm -hmm. because you go cool well next is step b then there's step c like we can actually do something with rafa yeah that unknown and you know revs type a personality you want to be in control of every situation and i've never felt more out of control so (sighs) while moderate hearing loss is awful i'm like not stressed about that yeah because i have faith at two and a half years old that he will get his hearing back. And a lot of people slid into my DMs and very kindly reassured me that their kid had moderate hearing loss as a toddler and they're now 10 years old and they've got supersonic hearing. Great. So thank you for all those Instagram legends who slid in and gave me hope. Don't appreciate the other people who slid in giving me their diagnosis of what could be wrong with my children. Gotta take both, babe, if you're on the line. I get it. I get it. Gotta take it both. So, But that's great. I mean, it's not great for eggs, but like how good that you can get fixed. Yeah. So TBC. Yeah. I'll let you know. I'll give you an update on Raph. I really, you know what? I feel eight days. We've got to be getting closer to some kind of. So what's happening tonight? She's having a sleepover. Oh, yes. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. So tonight she's having, a, this is one of our experiments. Yeah. She's sleeping over at my parents' house. Um, she's very excited. I bet. And she, like the fact that she's going without her brother. Oh. She's like, oh my God, I'm the chosen one. We're tr- literally trying to see if she's allergic to our house. Yeah. Will one night do it? I think it'll be very evident mm. if she wakes up at my parents, has breakfast and the hives don't break out. Because the pattern has been, we give her Telfast at night. Mm-hmm. It lasts about six hours. In the morning when she wakes up, she's got really light hives, like little dots. And then within the next hour, they've connected into these huge, very sore looking itchy blotches all over. We've had that like five days in a row now. Mm. So if she wakes up at my parents' house with clear skin, Mm. I'll know that it's something Mm. in our living room, in our house. So yeah, TBC, as I say. All right, well, fingers crossed. Thanks, babe. Just off the mic, genuinely like stress for you. It's honestly, I've cried about it so, yeah, so much. I'm, yeah. Oh, yeah. You'll get to the bottom of it. Yeah, you we will. will. You we will. will. Yeah. You know what I don't have time for? 
What do you have time for? Fucking poles. I don't have time for stripper poles either. They're not stripper poles. I don't know. I was like, what other pole? The North Pole? Ski poles. (laughs) Instagram poles. Oh, that's the one? You don't have time for Instagram polls? I don't have time for Instagram polls. What do you mean? But you love putting up a poll. Sorry. I love a poll. So you know what, like, you want to know about everyone's life, right? Yes. That's why we love an Instagram poll, because you want to see if you're in the majority or the minority, what people think on things. We love that. We love crowdsourcing our opinion. But it's flawed, right? Well, you have to answer to see the results, Mm. right? So I feel like we're getting skewed data. You're not wrong. Because we want to perv on other people's lives. Yeah. Um, but in order to do that, we answer. And do you know how often I put up a poll and the people are like, oh, I hit the wrong one. I oh, meant this. I was about to say that. <laughs> or I've had people say, I'm not a mum, but I answered the poll because I wanted to see what the results were. Yes. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks for skewing the data. So we did a poll. Mm-hmm. How often do you have sex with your partner? We did a Q&A and people were asking, what is normal? What is the normal amount of time? to have sex and so we were like chuck it up we chucked it up on the thing and we had so many like curious people I believe the data got skewed what do you think I actually don't think the data got skewed oh okay I actually think people lie well that's the other part of it and then you get like bullshit data Mm. I feel like sex especially is one that people are like I can't couldn't possibly share that we only have sex once a month because then people will think there's something wrong with our marriage. Oh but my god. But wasn't that our most common answer? It was. Mm. It was. But not by a country mile, Revs. Yeah, it they were closely l- followed by once a week. Once a week and a lot of people saying three to five times a week. And this is the problem, right, is that when people engage in this poll, they go, oh, my God, look how many people have answered three to five times a week. Mm. Oh, oh, I want to change my answer. What's wrong? And then, you you know, you reflect everything back on yourself because it holds a spotlight to your relationship. Yeah. It's, it's a slippery slope. Well, this is the thing. What other people do in their lives has fucking nothing to do with ours, right? Mm. Nothing. Nothing to do with ours. But, like, why am I so obsessed with these polls? Like, I, I, I engage in these polls when mm. they come up, you know. Like, I want to know because we always want to know what other people are doing with their money. What are other people doing in their relationships? How are other people parenting? How are other people's relationships with their parents? How are other people handling their work juggle? Like, we want to know because it's like a litmus test on mm. our own life and our own choices. And we want to compare ourselves, I guess, to validate our own decisions and the way we live our lives. Absolutely. I guess the goal is like confidence in your own choices and your own setup, right? Like I think I've gotten there with motherhood. Good. Oh yeah. Like I'm like very happy that I mother my own way now, you know, like, but it wasn't always like that. Obviously. No, it never is. When you're a new mum, you're like, oh my God, am I doing this right? Am I doing this right? Yeah, What's she doing? What very am I doing? windy oh, road. But like now I feel like, oh yeah, cool. You do you and I'll do me and we're all good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But what I want to know is like, what is a healthy amount of comparison to ingest before you're like... Where you impact your own... Yeah. yeah. Well, before yeah. you stop listening to yourself or mm. before you like cross-check everything you do against everyone else's lives and like... Yeah. You know, like, so that that poll we did really triggered people. Oh, it really did. And it really, like, one of our mates used it to make a case to her husband. Yeah, she like weaponized it against her husband. <laughs> she was like, look at what the most common answer is. Once a month. And you demand, not demand, that's a strong <laughs> word, but you you expect... Me to put out. Okay, I'm saying it all wrong. No, that's, that's not right. her relationship with her husband. But, you know, she was saying like... You want it every day. Yeah. Most people get it once a month. Exactly. <laughs> you, and then I think she pretty much said to him, you should count yourself lucky. <laughs> and how I much put I put out. Put so out. Yeah. <gasps> oh, isn't she pregnant? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like anything, not getting caught into comparisonitis mm-hmm. is a practice. Yes. We always talk about this. And I've definitely fallen victim to comparing. And I've definitely been that person triggered by conversations around sex frequency mm. in a couple. Not on social media, even our group of friends. Yeah. You know, those times where we've got together and inevitably the conversation turns to the gutter yep. and we talk about cocks and sex and positions and all that kind of shit. Or like <laughs> two on the nose. Cocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And we do a bit of a comparison bit analysis. Of a yeah. What yeah. are you doing? When you, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah. And all it does is shine a spotlight on your own scenario. Yeah. And I think it's healthy to have these chats because – Look, I will take the hit of feeling triggered by a sex poll, like lots of people do, to open up other conversations yeah. that make me feel less alone. Yes. yes. I'll take that. Yeah. 
I would rather all of it with a bit of discomfort than none of it. Totally. Because there was once a time where none of these conversations were had. We were 100%. all about keeping mum, mm-hmm. never airing our dirty laundry, yeah. keeping up appearances. We would not have a podcast if we didn't air dirty laundry. Correct, Amundo. So the area I think no one talks about and I am desperate for intel is money. Like Ooh. what people do with their money. Really? Yeah, because we don't know what other people do because it's not kind of cool to talk mm. about your finances. But So we don't know if we're doing all right. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, this, you don't know, what are other people earning? How much are they saving? How much is, they, is their mortgage? Or how much is their rent? Or what, what do they put away for this? And is this too much to be spending on school holiday? You know, things like that. We don't know because we don't mm. talk about it with each other. So sometimes you can be like, oh, my God, I have not saved money in six months. And then you're like, well, no one's saving. Everyone's doing this, so it's okay. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it, it can give you relief. I do think we are stuck in that culture of it's taboo to talk about what you earn. Yeah. Money is especially triggering. Yeah. Almost more than sex, yeah. I'd say. I, I would say, yeah. Because you wear money publicly to a degree, mm. right? Like if you live in a McMansion, you can't be hiding that shit. Like yeah, you're, yeah. So, you're doing something all right yeah. with your finances to live in a McMansion. So <laughs> I don't know why I have to say McMansion. Isn't a McMansion a show home? No, I call a McMansion a fuck off and die house. I think that's, that's what like... you call it, but I think it's generally known. that oh, a really? Mc... Yeah, a McMansion is like one that you buy off like a show home. <laughs> in my mind, a McMansion <laughs> is like, that's a Brobdingnagian house. Oh, my God. Brobdingnagian's <laughs> back again, guys. <laughs> call the dictionary police. <laughs> um, it's called a lexicon. So if you... <laughs> If you live in a huge fuck off house by the water, we know you got cash. Correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. Or if your kids go to private school, it's like, well, all right, you earn good money. And again, this comes back to that comparisonitis Mm. that you can't hide from. Whereas sex, you can keep under the sheets, you know, (laughs) yeah, how frequently you do or don't do it. If you don't have to talk about it. Totally. But if you're driving a fucking Range Rover, Mm. we know some shit about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then comes judgment, actually. Mm. It's an interesting topic. It is. But on the money front, Revs, I do think that we are caught up in a culture still where it's taboo to talk about what you earn Mm -hmm. maybe people who earn too much are self-conscious don't want to make other people feel bad or have weird yuppie guilt exactly or privilege guilt Uh and then there's people who are embarrassed by how little they earn and again a slippery slope I just feel like if we all had more visibility we'd probably be more comfortable with where we are and we'd probably be better with it make better choices I'd love to know what other people save for instance like I'd love to know what other people think is okay on bills or how much they dedicate to entertainment well this is the thing to talk about savings Mm. means to divulge how much you earn exactly yeah 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 you know I've talked about this on the podcast way 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 back deep in the archives but my sister-in-law is very open about what she earns because her view is by me being open it gives someone else permission to either a be open or b assess what they're earning and if it makes them go huh i should be earning Earning more similar Mm -hmm. or more Mm -hmm. it might bolster them with the confidence to go and ask for a raise and she sees that as only a positive thing totally well the only people who benefit from none of us knowing what each other earn are corporations yeah they they design it Mm -hmm. in a way so that no one talks about it yeah so that people don't fight for gender equality in terms of their pay Mm. and how that comes across what their peers earn and the hierarchy within a corporate yeah business um yeah it's all by design but then Revs, if I were to say... How much do you earn? How much do you earn, Revs? Declare it on the podcast. Yeah. Well, I would. But I just feel like, is that... I don't know. I know people are... I I feel like I'm missing that piece of me that's like, should I be embarrassed? Or is that something I should keep to myself? Or why wouldn't you divulge it? Because for some people, it's like, I absolutely do not want to say what I earn. Yeah. But why is that? What's behind it? Because of all the various layers of judgment. And we're conditioned. Come. Yeah. Yeah. The problem is, is like a part, a degree of us is definitely conditioned, like we were saying about the corporate structure, but I do think it's more social. Yeah. You don't want to set yourself apart from your social group. Is that what you mean? I think so. Yeah. Whether it's the both extreme ends. Yeah. I don't know. It's awkward. Mm. Because, like, this is one of the biggest stresses in relationships, right, is financial stuff. Hungy P. Yep, we've all been there. And when you're not aligned or when one of you is comfortable with one level of 
whatever, saving, spending, and the other one's not, or you have just different thresholds, which is the same with sex, which is the same with everything. Like we all have different appetites, thresholds, and what we're comfortable with. It's a dance that you have to negotiate your way around. I remember needing to ask people in my life, what is your mortgage? How much percentage is that of your wage? Like, you know, like what are you dealing with? Just so I can get a gauge if I'm, you know, over my head or if this is normal for Mm -hmm. Sydney. Do you know what I mean? And I'm sure you have trusted loved ones yeah. that you were able to reach yeah. out and ask to get that clarity. Maybe we should do a poll. <laughs> <laughs> Not ask it. Like, you know, just brackets. Yeah. Just so we can all get a, a gauge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, like what, what percentage are, of your household income are you spending on, on a rent or mortgage? Yeah. Like, are you doing private school? And how much are you saving? You know, it's something we walk through blind. Yeah. Or you rely on something silly like your parents' opinion. Because that's the only one you really have around you. It's like, well, this is what you do. It's like, well, is it what my peers are doing? Mm. Because I want to know what my friends and people in the same circumstances mean. It's just something that you don't have a lot of visibility. No. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. How often do you have sex these days? Well, I mean, we, and I'm not just saying, I sound like I'm sort of dancing around the topic. I'm not, but. At the moment, not as often as either of us would like, but we're deep in our own version of trenches with the kids at the moment. And the new job. Yes. But there was a season before this season Mm -hmm. where, you know, every week without fail. Yeah. But right now it's less frequent. Yeah. But very much to do with... Given circumstances, yeah. hubs his new job. We've got a lot of additional stresses at the moment. That's obviously, the other the thing about things like money, sex, fucking diet, um, fitness. You know, it's all maintenance, right? And it does come in seasons. Yes. And sometimes there's like, oh my god, this year has killed us with money, or this year has been awful for sex, or like, you know, it, it is. Yeah. It, yeah. Money is a real problem this year, especially. Everyone's tightening their belts. Yeah. I think everyone's preparing for a shitstorm. Yeah. And I've noticed a shift, definitely, in spending habits. My own. Yeah. My personal habits. I'm sort of like saving for a rainy day. I'm like, well, you know, we don't know how things are going to go with these interest rates. Mm. Unknowns. It's back to those Mm. fucking unknowns again. Oh, oh, God. We really started on a high and ended on a low. (laughs) Got real real. Got a bit real. Yeah, sure did. Well, Um, let's lift the vibration with something we can buy. Yes. Hit me with your knot spun. Have I got a knot spun for you? Have you? You know, Rebs, how we're like a super professional podcast where we like forecast upcoming events and know to record X, Y, and Z on particular episodes. No, don't know what you're talking about. Exactly. (laughs) We are fly by the seat of our pants kind of podcast, but today I'm organized and this episode will drop in the lead up to Father's Day. Hey. I have got... Look at you, broadcaster. Yeah, thank you, Revs. <laughs> We're getting more profesh. So a big hit amongst DLs was Beer Cartel. Yes, the beer subscription. Yes, it was a six-month beer subscription. Fantastic gift for a guy. Because mm-hmm. we all know men are especially hard to buy for. Mm-hmm. I've got another reco just in time for Father's Day. Hit us. Full disclosure, this is a hatchery business. And I'm supporting a hatchery business... I'm not going to go into what the hatchery is. If you don't know, who are you? Why are you here? <laughs> um, I want to support this small family-run business. It's called... Just to let you guys know, Jem does do her due diligence on these hatchery records. I've watched her be like, ooh, that's a hatchery one, but I'm not. that's not for me. I'm not, not going to endorse that. So if she does, this is not a... You know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's called Bow Hunting, Bow which hunting. I think is a really cool name. It's a beautiful curation of books homeware, tech gear, and travel gear for men. Oh, cool. Yeah. Oh, how handy. And it's really cool. So their tagline paragraph, if you will, on their website is, we're about bringing together awesome stuff that our mates would like and we're proud to stand behind and hang our hat on. Because beaches-based, we love outdoors and Australia is the best country of all. We all enjoy unrivaled landscapes with plenty of adventures with mates. Whether it's at the local park, catch-up, camping trip or something further afield, adventure never waits. So it's like travel-y things? Yeah, it's lifestyle. Okay. It's a lifestyle brand. For men's. For men. But it's really, really cool. I've... Picked up a few things from this website for Hubs. I hope he's not listening. What'd you get? He's not listening. <laughs> <laughs> look, I love coffee table books. Uh, and I, I Does he love coffee table books? Look, I feel exposed. <laughs> You've gifted to yourself 
I like beautiful looking books, but it's on surfing. Okay. Okay. All it's right. a beautiful coffee table book and he will enjoy flicking through the pages. It's a yep. book he didn't know he wanted. Okay. That he now has and will make my house look beautiful. Justify. Um, Big Splurge, a bougie cooler box. Oh, cute. And look, I'm not a booze drinker, so this is definitely for him, but mm-hmm. I am projecting to picnic vibes mm. come spring and they've got beautiful cooler boxes and that's a great gift water bottles yeah it's cool and they've got co- cool cocktail makers that will look beautiful in your kitchen is it cocktail makers like a cocktail yeah, set yeah. you know yeah. all the accoutrement apparatus <laughs> listen to us, listen to us. Wank FM. <laughs> snap oh, anyway oh, this is genuinely handy when every time my dad birthday rolls around or father's day i'm like shit Mm. my baby daddy is quite easy to buy for and blessed there like getting something for the kids to give him is easy my own dad oh tricky the man has everything and if he wants if he doesn't and he wants it he'll go get it buy it so he's very hard to buy for so this is handy for me thank you brilliant brilliant hit me with your nuts bud as you all know, I'm constantly on a jeans journey. You think? Yeah. Always looking for the right jeans. Hit us. You've done a not spawn on jeans before. Yeah, I'm, I'm over gunt. those ones. Oh. Yeah, they give me a gunt now. Here she goes again. Here I go again. Bod's Declaring changed. that something's uncool. Hey, I'm moving through this fast. Just keep up with me. <laughs> Fucking casually burning brands to the ground. Hey, they don't need my help. Anyway, I think I found the perfect jean. You said this last time. No, 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 no. This, I think, will really go down well. Now, I'm also late to the party because the good mum has recommended these jeans forever. Sorry, good mum. She must be just like, you just harvest my life like a year (laughs) later and just put it on the podcast. Spill the beans. De Cuba. Becky. Is that how you pronounce it? De Cuba. What do you call it? De Cuba. (laughs) De Cuba. I feel exposed. (laughs) I've always called it De Cuba. De Cuba. Is it? Yes. You know that as fact, do you? I'd put a lot of credence in it. De Cuba. De Cuba. Not Jecuba. Rattan. 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 De Cuba, Becky straight leg jean. Now, you know I'm not a fan of the skinny, but if you're like not quite ready to go like full girlfriend or boyfriend jean, but you still want that straight, cool vibe, it's high-waisted, but it's also soft denim. It's not that rigid denim. Quick quizzy. Yeah. Are you wearing them now? Wearing them right now. Look at it. Check them out. What do you think? I did notice them when you walked in and I thought, damn, there's some good spread. Yeah, your butt looks good. Yeah, legs are cute and they're also not too long. Are they straight? Oh, I like the frayed edge. The ankle grazing and also because they're a frayed raw hem if you want to take them up. You can. Snip, snip. Anyway, big fan. I got them in every color. What size did you get? I got a 10. Nice. And I'm a 10, 12 regular Mm -hmm. so i would size down but try them on because they're jeans come on you gotta try them on great reco really really good really comfy and they hold their shape i wore my blue jeans like 12 times before they needed a wash okay so these have been through the wash because i think that's important yeah the blue ones have these i've yet to wash these are my black ones nice big fan to cuba becky straight leg also fine price for might need to snag myself a pair yeah yeah go get them love it well That brings us to the end of another episode of We Don't Have Time For This. Have you got anything else to share, Rev City Doodah? No, I just love you guys. Just happy to be here. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, thanks for joining us, DLs, and letting us harass your ear holes. I'm sorry. Jem's head is in her children's allergies. My head is in the gutter. The We've been gutter? all over the gutter. The clouds? The cloud gutter? I got half my head in the clouds, half my head in the gutter. You dirty bitch. Just a filthy, okay. happy I'm son gonna of a bitch. I'm going to end this episode right Shut now. Shut it down. Shut it down. Shut it down.